You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Silver and Black Today, Wednesday. Mailbag edition, Raider Nation mailbag. That's right. Your voice, your questions, your comments, your snide comments, your compliments, mostly to Mo. I get I get some occasionally, but you know, hey, no, we are back here. We are on our Odyssey original podcast. I don't get people asking me for dates like Mo does because I'm a married dude, but that's okay. We we will find a Mo love in all the wrong places eventually <laughs> someday we will but we we move on with your mailbag questions I know Mo I'm a lot to handle sometimes here we go all right so let's jump back into this question before we get to our new our new feature on the show which is our lightning round where I'm going to ask Mo a bunch of questions and him and I are going to discuss the answers uh, sometimes off the wall by the way for some of you who complain incessantly about when we talk about fantasy football I don't get it like we, we make it entertaining, Mo. I don't understand why they don't like it. It's like, how I'm, I'm shocked. I've never, I've, I know people who don't play fantasy football, but they don't necessarily have a problem with it because they're football fans. Does that, I, I don't understand why people hate it. I understand why people hate it in this sense, because if you're a Raider fan, you're a diehard Raider fan. You just want to hear the Raiders. You're not, you don't, you just want to hear the Raiders. You don't care about Travis Kelsey getting 10 catches for 108 yards. <laughs> you don't care about Justin True. Herbert throwing for 350 yards. You don't want to hear that. Or about Scott remaining undefeated. Yes, I understand some people are, are nervous with that. All right. Mo and Scott, one of the things I love about your show is you guys keep it real, stay objective, and don't curse. Well, hot damn. I appreciate that. Um, why do you say. <laughs> <laughs> that's not really a curse word. Um, that's as saucy as we get. Why do some of these Raiders content people drop F-bombs and worse and act all hard? Football doesn't have to be an X-rated thing. Thanks for what you do uh, and doing a show my kids can listen to with their dad. That is Darren Clem in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mo, it's interesting because we, we've talked about this kind of in a roundabout way um, and we have lots of friends and folks that we know in in kind of creation land and who are either journalists or YouTubers or whatever, and they have their own styles. And some of that style, yes. just like if you listen to music, you listen to some hip hop, eh, you don't want to listen around kids. You listen to some rock, eh, you don't want to listen around kids. Um, and so there's content like that. And I understand 
what Darren is saying, and I appreciate the compliments. And, and we choose to do a show that way because we have sort of a journalism background and we're doing it from our perspective. But I don't necessarily think, and, and I get it, you don't want to listen to it with your kids, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Everybody kind of finds what they like. I don't know if you will understand this reference, but we are the KRS one <laughs> content. I love we keep that. it clean. We keep it clean. We're hard hitting, but we, we keep it clean for all audiences, but no, seriously, shout out to Evan Grote for just pie baby. He also says, you know, he likes to listen to the shows where it's not too much cursing because sometimes he'll have it on the car and his kids will be in the car and, you know, kids mm -hmm. pick up everything that they hear. And I think that's part of why we conduct the show the way we do. We want to appeal to the biggest audiences. We want to appeal to people in their 60s who've been Raider fans for 44 decades. We want to appeal to 10-year-old kids who have an interest in football, maybe want to be football players, want to go to college. and Want to be play, writers. You know, want to be writers, journalists. As I'm working for Bleach Report right now. I'm wearing the hoodie today. But um, <laughs> we, we basically we want to appeal to everyone. We don't want to be a niche Raider show where we only appeal to a small group of people so part of Which that is fine is there's to, nothing there's right. nothing wrong with having your audience you know i mean there's people who collect pez dispensers and they have content mm -hmm. right there's nothing wrong with that like if you want to do that and you want to have a style because there's some great guys who i listen to raider shows who who do curse right and it's not my thing like i if i was doing it, i'd look like an idiot right the way they do it it fits them they're cool with it they have their own style their own flow and it's good, but but to your point, we also, and this is not a slight on anybody, because because somebody's throwing something at uh, at Mo's apartment. But um, we have we have people who are um, listening to us because we we went to journalism school. We kind of learned the old school way as far as try to be objective and all kind of stuff. There's a lot of fan shows. There's a lot of uh, kind of hot take shows, which some people like, some people don't, right? And it's, it's all, there's room for everybody. That's what I always say. We don't fight with other shows or put down other people. We might be critical of some reports sometimes, but that's only based on a journalistic standpoint. It's not a personal thing. It's not an argument. It's not a fight. Uh, so your KRS-One is a good example, uh, um, or, or even Will Smith. No, uh, you can't use that one anymore, I guess, because he hit Chris Rock. But nonetheless, at least you didn't use Vanilla Ice. So I'm no. happy for that. Definitely, but I will, I will say shout out to the other shows out there because I, li as yeah. you said, I listen to a lot of other shows and sometimes they drop f bombs and stuff. It doesn't bother yeah. me per se. I don't, right. I don't have any kids. I'm not listening to shows in my car with my kids. So if I was, maybe I would, you know, veer toward more, you know, less cursing, less uh, decorative language. But mm -hmm. you know, I have friends who run shows and and they do things differently. Shout out to them. They have their lane and we have ours. And as you said, there's room for everything. There is room for everyone, and we appreciate all those other people doing on. We have them on the show. I mean, Murph, Murph show. I love watching Murph show. It makes me laugh so hard. Uh, and they curse like they don't. They don't get really bad, but they curse. It's like it's an adult show, and and it's totally fine. And I don't listen to I don't listen to it with my kids because my kids are only allowed to listen to Mo and I. <laughs> Uncle Mo, yes. He's Uncle Mo. Uh, so, so yeah, but no, we appreciate it, Darren. Again, the compliments. You don't know. I mean, Mo and I, we listen to the criticisms, the real criticisms, not just the haters, but the criticisms. We, we take it to heart. We, we try to get better at what we do, and we certainly appreciate the compliments as well. So there you go. That's Darren Clem in Scottsdale, Arizona. So say hi to everybody at the Fox Cigar Bar for me. All right. 
lightning round mode. This is a new one, how we're going to end the show with a little bit of fun. So I'm going to ask you some questions now. You told me in the break that you're not a big movie guy. And, and then the first question tonight in this lightning round is your favorite movie of all time. I know you're not a movie guy, but you have to, everybody's got a favorite something, right? You have a favorite TV show, favorite uh, um, band, whatever it may be. What is your favorite movie? It doesn't have to be a sports movie. Just your favorite movie of all time. Anyone who knows me know I've I've watched Goodfellas maybe sixty five times at least. <laughs> I, yes. I I watch Goodfellas at least I mean once a month. If it's on TV, I have a DV, I had a DVD of it years ago on Blu-ray. If I'm just bored, I just watch some Goodfellas. I also like A Bronx Tale. I didn't think I would Good movie. gravitate toward that movie, but. I remember watching that movie in my first year of college, and I'm like, what is this movie that they have us watching? And I actually wound up liking the movie, not because it's in the Bronx and I'm in New York City, but there are a lot of lessons in within that movie that if you right. pay attention, you can pick up, and I think it's one of my all-time favorites as well. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Those movies, and, and our good friend Michael Lombardi over at VEASAN and, and the GM Shuffle podcast, of course, former uh, Raiders executive and Browns GM, um, he does his podcast. He talks about all the time on the Daily Coach, which is something you guys should follow if you don't follow it on Twitter, him and George Raveling's uh, business. Um, he talks about The Sopranos. And in a lot of these mob movies, to your point about Bronx Tale, the life lessons and and some of the leadership examples, people miss them because they get caught up in the crime and the murders and all that stuff. And, and believe me, I know those are central to the story too, but you do, you get some of those and especially Bronx tale where you have a, a kid coming of age, right. And he's learning uh, and all that stuff in, in a, an environment where he's trying to be part of it. So, so yeah, those, those types of movies appeal to me. And, and for me with my family background, with the Italian background, so all those movies I love. And yes, I good, good fellas, Bronx tale, Godfather two and one, not three. Uh, and many of those and any Soprano stuff, like when it's on, I have to stop and watch it. Like I, I can't turn the channel. It doesn't matter where it is in the movie. You have to watch mm -hmm. it, right? You have to watch it. So uh, that's a good one for me. There, I'm gonna there's give you, one, yeah, there's go, one go, go. Flick that, I, that I should have mentioned. And that's a movie that a lot of some fans may, if you're an older Raider fan, you listen to this, you probably don't know what this is, but paid in full probably of urban movies, probably my all, all time, all time favorite. Cause number it, it takes place in an area where I used to go when I was younger as a teenager. Ah. Where I used to, an old girlfriend used to actually live not far from where they did a lot of uh, filming for that movie. So it's another reason why I watch it a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny that that's a great movie actually. Um, mine, since I'm old, older than you. Um, some of my movies, you want to call them urban. They used to call them black exploitation back then in the sixties, mm -hmm. which was Foxy Brown. Cause I'm still in love with Pam Greer. Um, <laughs> she still looks great by the way. Amazing. Amazing at her age. Um, and then the whole shaft series, man, I love the whole shaft series. Um, mm -hmm. but anyway, those are great movies. Now I'm going to give you three cause I have different, I, two of my favorite movies have to do with cars and I'm not like an overly car guy. But but I love I love testosterone film movies. I just like I probably because of how I grew up. But classic movies I have to because I'm a movie buff mo. So Casablanca mm -hmm. to me is just phenomenal from start to finish. Every piece of that movie, the dialogue, the writing, the acting is perfect. Casablanca. Then the movie Bullet. Do you ever see the movie Bullet from 1968 with Steve McQueen? Haven't seen it. Best car chase scene in the history of movies. Still, 
uh, and happens to involve uh, a cool 68 Mustang. But that bullet. And then the other one is a complete, I just remember seeing it as a little, little kid. My dad took me to see it. And it's such a goofy, stupid movie. But one of the best, I think, best acting performances by a comedic actor. And that is Smokey and the Bandit. You ever watch Smokey and the Bandit? Have not seen Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> well, Smokey and the Bandit, Burt Reynolds, Sally Field, uh, and Jackie Gleason as uh, Sheriff Buford T. Justice. You never heard of Buford T. Justice? Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast no i don't think so oh my gosh i'm sending you a copy you may not (laughs) like it but you have to watch his performance he's basically a redneck texas sheriff and everything he does is stereotypical. And that was the 70s, so you could still make fun of those people as well. These people who were, you know, down home, southern, with all the stupid stuff that they believed in. Uh, and so it's really funny. And Jackie Gleason, who, of course, was not that way, is one of the best comedic act- actors of all time, portrayed that one. So that's it. So older dudes out there will appreciate the movies I like. Uh, but Paytonful is a good one. I haven't watched that in a long time. I will watch that soon. So there you go. All right. So then on the second lightning round question, Mo, your favorite sports stadium experience of all time. So whatever situation, I know you've talked about Madison Square Garden in the past, going to see the Knicks play, the Knickerbockers play. Um, But is that, give me your best experience in a stadium, child, adult, whatever it was, and the circumstances around it. You mentioned, Matt, you just took stole my thunder, but Madison Square Garden has to be number one because it's the first time I actually saw a Knicks game. I believe I was eight years old. Wow. Uh, they were, and, you know, the Knicks had a rivalry with the Indiana Pacers at the time, so I got to see Reggie. that. Oh, yeah, Reggie Miller up close in person. Quick note, I actually, even though as a Knicks fan, I actually appreciated Reggie Miller because I loved his antics between him and Spike Lee and just seeing <laughs> their interactions. Yeah. It was the most fun thing to be live in person to see that because it's a show within it's a game within the game a show within the show in a sense uh but i also had a good memory at the barclay center i actually took my cousin who's like my nephew uh mm-hmm. to that game got to see the nets got good seats and it was his first time watching a basketball game it was kind of like me even though he was much younger he's probably maybe four or five years old 
but it's kind of like continuing the cycle. It's kind of like a family tradition. You take the younger person to see their first game and they have fun with it and they get to see a rival. The Brooklyn Nets were playing up. It wasn't a rival, but they were playing the Clippers at the time when the Clippers were good, when they had Blake Griffin, they had Lob City, it was oh, Chris yeah. Paul, DeAndre Jordan, and he loved it as a kid. So it was kind of like seeing myself in a younger version enjoy it and now he's into basketball so it was good to kind of pass down that tradition to the next generation that's so cool i'm gonna choke up real bit. <laughs> no that's a good one that's a good that. one yeah um yeah. no though i mean i i love madison score garden I, for people who've never Something like, like people who go there the first time they're they tend to be like this is what everybody talks about but when you watch a game there and i've seen basketball and i've seen hockey there too Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And seeing the Rangers play there. Um, it's just it's it's hard to explain. I, yes, it has to do with being in, in midtown Manhattan, but it's just the environment. It's it's hard to explain unless you do it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's phenomenal. Uh, so so that's a pretty good one for me. I had two. One is 1984. It was game four of the National League Championship Series Padres versus Cubs. My dad and I, my mom and my brother were going, and my dad and I were going. We went in separate cars because we were coming from different areas, and we had separate seats. And so my dad picked me up from school. We drive down. At the time, the the Padres played at the the old San Diego Stadium, Jack Murphy. And we went to have a dinner before the game at Wendy's. We just grabbed something at Wendy's. And in the parking lot, I look down, and there's a penny. And so I pick up the penny, you know, pick up a penny for good luck, right? So I pick up the penny, I put it in my pocket. We go to the game, we're sitting in section 56 at the old stadium, which is in right center field. Uh, and my dad says, oh, why don't you take that penny, go throw it on the warning track. I don't want to get anybody hurt. Well, throw it behind the wall, because there was a little temporary seven-foot wall, because San Diego had the big walls. Threw it down there. What happened? Steve Garvey hit his home run one section over to put the, 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 the Padres into game five, which they won, then won the pennant. So I thought that was timely with the Padres in the playoffs right now after yesterday's opening game against the Phils. Um, And then the second one for me was the first time I took my kids to Notre Dame Stadium, which was phenomenal. Taking them on campus and doing that whole thing was a blast. So so to me, as you can see, just like you, Mo, I think that's one of the things that Raider fans, and we talk about Raider Dad, the great charity that we've supported over time as well, is that it's not just going to the game, but it's the memories that you create with family, friends too, loved ones, those are mm-hmm. what you remember. You don't even, I mean, you remember the players and the games, and sometimes you're lucky enough, like I was with the baseball, to see a, a remarkable historical game for that franchise. But a lot of times, if it's just a regular run-of-the-mill game, it doesn't matter because it's the memories you create, which is why I asked the question about the stadiums. Yeah, and shout out to Ray Dad, who's doing great with providing those memories to, yes. to families who otherwise wouldn't have an opportunity to get those uh, chances to see players and go to games and meet players and get souvenirs and stuff like that. But as you said, I don't even remember the outcome of that Knicks Pacers game. I don't remember the outcome <laughs> of that Clippers Nets game, but I do know that seeing the smile on my cousin's, my first cousin's face was all worth it, regardless of how well or how poorly the Nets played that day. The last question, and this is building off the stadium question before we let everybody go here on our Wednesday mailbag. Uh, if what what sports venue have you not visited that you really want to go to? Hmm, that's a good question. Out of all of them, people are like Allegiant, Allegiant, which I, I know, know, right? That's on your list too. But I'm talking about yeah. any of them. That I, that 
that are way out of reach that I don't plan on because I eventually right. plan on being there. So it's, that's, right. that's on a list. But man, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Ah. The the issue for me with it, if if I'll jump in while you're thinking, is okay. is there's there were some that I really wanted to go to that were old venue. Now I was fortunate, for example, I got to see a game at old Detroit Tiger Stadium. I got uh, obviously growing up as a kid, we went to Chicago because I was from Chicago. Went to the old Comiskey Park, these ballparks that are gone, right? Um, and I went to old Yankee Stadium in the 2001 World Series, right? So, so I've been to some of those. I really would have liked to seen the old Boston Garden. Like that's one I wish I could see. I can't see it anymore because it's gone. Um, and then the old Maple Leaf Garden too up in Toronto would be kind of cool as well. Those are like some of the ones that I think about. Of the current ones, I've been fortunate to go to a lot of them. I have not been to Jerry World yet. I want to go. I just hear amazing things about it. That'll be up there for me, but I, I just don't have a stadium where I'm like, oh, like you said, maybe an older stadium that's no longer around, but I don't have yeah. a, a stadium where I'm like, oh, I have to be there for the atmosphere. Because <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe I'm a snob because I'm next to MSG. Yeah, I'm not next to it, but I'm like 30 minutes from Madison Square Garden. So a lot of yeah. people say, I want to go to Madison Square Garden. I'm like, eh, I can go there in 30 minutes. Not a big deal. I'm not saying it's not a big deal, but. Oh, I'll give you one. You ready? You need to see when when you go eventually and you go to Allegiant to see the Raiders, you have to see a Vegas Golden Knights game at T-Mobile Arena, even if you don't like hockey, because the show itself is just unlike anything you'll ever see. So I'll put that one on your list for you. I, I was at not a humble flex, but I was at Bleacher Report offices last week uh-huh. and my assignment editor and one of my colleagues was telling me that, you know, you have to go to a hockey game. So I've never been to a hockey game. And they told me, even if you're not into hockey, you don't know anything about hockey. I do. But I've never been to a hockey game. They said, you have to go to a hockey game. It is yeah. the most amazing experience ever. Because <laughs> they, they recently went to a Rangers game. Of course, it's uh-huh. at Square Garden. But they That's said, great. any hockey game. You don't even have to go to see the Rangers. If you're anywhere other outside of New York City, yeah. go to a hockey game if you can because it's an amazing experience and i believe in what it's i fun. say because a lot of other people have told me the same thing that they knew nothing about hockey but they love the experience being at a game yeah and and of course then you need to do a raider game and we need to do a raider game where we're doing the podcast there the post game show somewhere live be fun hanging out it with, Wen- with wendy and fabian those guys pouring drinks on us it'll be fun all right, yeah. Mo, this is always a good time, man. I appreciate it. Uh, and this this is perfect. To me, I love doing the mailbag on Wednesday. It's the middle of the week. In between the hardcore football talk, we get to talk football too with the questions, but we also get to do some wildcard stuff. It's always fun. Uh, we kind of get the break out of the, you know, football talk and just kind of kind of reveal some of ourselves and what we like, some of our likes and dislikes and what's going on because I think that's what, also draws fans to our show is that they kind of feel like they know a little bit about us beyond our football takes. And I think that's important. They do. They know that Mo doesn't know or have ever seen Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Now they know that I, I now they know that I don't watch TV and a lot of movies. I know. So that what... people, so maybe now I can get some movie date offers, you know, cause you know, I don't oh, see a lot of movies. Oh, I see uh. there. I see what you did there. That's pretty good. It's... See how that plays? See how that plays? I love it. Uh, (laughs) As always, my friend, it'll be good to get back together tomorrow on Thursday. We're going to talk about Raiders versus Texans. We're also going to talk about, does Josh McDaniels, we we, we answered some questions today about honeymoon and all that kind of stuff. 
does Josh Daniels get more than a year if it goes really bad? We'll talk about that tomorrow as well, as well as any other roster news in between now and then. My friend, I will talk to you tomorrow. Yes, well, we'll get serious and break down Texans <laughs> Raiders. We will, and they better not lose. That's all I keep hearing. <laughs> and, I, and I agree with them. All right, for yeah. Mo Moten, and who you can catch on Bleacher Report, make sure you look up his work there on the entire NFL, on gaming, on fantasy sports. He does it all. You can catch his Raiders content, too, up on sportsnot.com, on Twitter at M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Goalie, Scott Branson saying goodbye, Raider Nation. We will talk to you tomorrow.